you're listening to The Tech Box. Welcome to episode 74 of The Tech Box. This is the official 2022 edition. Quarterly, quarterly edition, James. Come on. Yeah, right. Q1. Yeah. Actually, we're in Q2 now. Oh, yeah. This is the Tech Box Quarterly. Tech Box Quarterly 2022 Q2. How are you doing, Dave? Uh, I'm okay. Yeah. Um, I I eventually got COVID in the end, which was all, um, I won't say good fun. Yeah, because on the last Tech Box that we did, I had COVID, didn't I? Yep. And uh, we've skipped over your having uh, COVID. What was the general experience? Uh, Unpleasant cold, but it was sort of a cold that you can't get rid of. Mm. Um, Yeah, so I I, I, I tested positive for 12 days in total. I wasn't that ill for all of it, but I'd say there's a good four-day stretch there where I just genuinely... uh, it was like a cold, but it wasn't disappearing. Yeah. You know, when you've had had a real heavy cold before. Yeah, yeah. That was the main um, sort of observation on mine was it just never got better for days on end. Whereas normally with a cold, you expect it to be bad one day and maybe gone the next, you know, or, you know, you have it for a couple of days and it's gone the next day. But yeah, with uh, COVID, it was for me, it stuck around about 10 days, I think, which was plenty, to be honest. Yeah, general sinus and sort of it got me in my sinuses and the back of the eyes. And obviously I do a lot of running. So I tried running with it and I I tried running with it. <laughs> so I got a treadmill. So I tried the treadmill and it literally kicked my ass. So uh, I stopped with that one. I I just thought this isn't going to affect me. Yeah. I'll be I'll be perfectly fine. Well, actually no it did. And then the wife got it as well, so we passed it on to her. Um and she suffered a little bit a little bit more, uh, worse, I think, than me. Um, she was bedridden for a little bit, uh, but she hadn't had a booster f- through one thing or another. She just never got round to it. She was double jabbed, but not boosted. Uh, um, but I, I don't know what part of that played. You know, she's only she's only young, um, <laughs> younger model. Uh, she, she's yeah, like I said, she's she's only young, so it, it didn't. Uh, it, it just you know, she like she likes to stay in bed anyway. So <laughs> worked out perfectly then. Exactly, perfect for her. Well, hopefully that's the last COVID chat that we'll probably do because uh, I know I sort of say it slightly flippantly, but hopefully um, we're on the you know the downward slope now. It does seem that the uh, once we get this BA two out the way, hopefully uh, we can hope that we'll be closer to normality. Yeah, yeah. Well, as normal as uh, living with a COVID world or wh- yeah. whatever they say. So, how have you been uh, tech wise? So tech wise, I'm still on the iPhone 13 Pro Max and uh, with the MacBook Air. Uh, however, I did delve into the new um, Sky Glass at Christmas. We were fortunate enough to get an invite for that, so we jumped onto that. This sounds like uh, we need to explore Sky Glass in uh, in detail. Then, yeah. So, um, what do I think of it? Hmm, that is the question. <laughs> so, uh, what do you like, what do you know about Sky Class, James? I'm assuming you you know a lot about it, but if you were to see the adverts on television, what is Sky Glass pitched as? So, an upgrade, you might say. <laughs> that sounds like a bit like a trap. So, I obviously work for Sky, so I have some visibility into it, but actually not a huge amount. So, they do like to keep their projects pretty. Um, confidential when you're working there i joined sky uh, to join the sky q uh, project uh, yeah. and that was super hush hush at the time um and i think they managed to launch it without too many leaks uh, i think there were a few but uh, without too many and similarly with glass there's lots of rumors about uh, sky releasing a tv with um sky built in um but getting it all over the internet and to be honest that rumor was kind of how i envisaged that it would be essentially, um, yeah, full sky package over the internet built into a TV that, so it's a bit basically an all in one. It's a bit like the iMac, you know, and how they advertise the iMac originally. It's like you plug it in with a power cable, you plug in the modem and then you've got your full computer sorted out. So that's kind of how I assumed it was. Now I know it's not quite that. And and so you can tell us exactly how close to that it is, <laughs> but that's certainly what my anticipation was. 
So you've been my source. Well, you've been uh, receiving my feedback mm. as if uh, um, you can do anything for me <laughs> for the last few months. Uh, but it, yeah, so essentially, you would like to think it's Sky built into the tele- television. However, it's not really Sky. It's sort of like a. Um, it's a T. It's like just like a smart TV. Yeah. Okay. So it's got all the BBC iPlayer on. It's got four on on OD. I. It's got all the catch-up services, okay? And what Sky do is they sort of pull them into a planner, okay? So it's not, so it is truly over the internet. There's no dish required. But so you, usually when you go to your planner on Sky Q, for instance, or normal Sky, you'll go to the planner, it'll show you the channel, and then it'll pull that feed in from the internet. Uh, sorry, from the, from the Sky dish. With Sky Glass, it's effectively pulling the feed for that program. So let's say I go to BBC One and want to watch the news. It's pulling that from the BBC iPlayer feed. Mm. Okay? And there's inherently a lot of problems with that. Don't get me wrong. Sky's content is obviously there on demand as well. So if I went to, let's say I went to watch Sky Sports or Sky F1, I'm, it's still going to, it's going to stream, it's still going to stream me that, but, it's going to stream it in real time. The problem comes when you want to watch anything that's not in real time. So you're meant to be able to talk to this TV and say, let me play this. And it will effectively what it does behind the scenes, is it goes out to the catch-up service, pulls it back and plays it to you. Mm. Most of the time as well, it opens it in the catch-up service. So if it's not playing, if it's not live TV and you haven't gone into the planet to, to watch it, it will open it in the BBC iPlayer or ITV player. Now, the whatever compression rate or however they're, they're, the, the ITV or BBC are sending that to Sky, it is terrible quality. Mm. Yeah. So you effectively you're you're paying Skyglass. You pay for the UHD package. Um, you pay for um, sports. I'll, I'll go on to pricing in a minute. But you, you're paying for it. But you're at the mercy of this streaming service bitrate. Mm. Okay. So that's that's point one. That's rubbish. Point two is they their sports offering at the moment is absolutely terrible. So if you watch it live, there's no problem with that. If you pause it, you're meant to be able to pause and have a thousand hour sort of rolling buffer. In reality, that doesn't work. But let's say I miss Sky qualifying. I, I've, I, I've, I've missed it, but however, I've gone and added it to, it to my playlist. Okay, so a little backstory on these playlists. Usually with Sky Q, you go into a series and you'd series link it and it would record that to your hard drive. Mm. Because all of this is on demand, you're effectively saying, going to the the program, you're adding it to your playlist, and all that saying is, once this is available on demand, show it in my playlist so I can go to it and play it straight away. It's a bookmark, basically. It's effectively a bookmark. But what's happening with the live sports is, it's, it's getting to the end of the sport, and it disappears. <laughs> so let's say I've missed qualifying. I come to watch qualifying half an hour later. I know I've added that to my playlist. Technically, I should be able to go to my playlist. There should be a bookmark for the on-demand version of that, and I should press it and play it. That isn't the case. So sometimes it's there. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's hidden beneath three or four different menus for other programs. Because again, with Sky's service, because it's not ITV player, it's not iPlayer, they've got no um, sort of GUI to show that to you. So what a lot of people are saying is that that they go into these containers, but the containers are the same as last year's race, but apart from it's 22 to 21, it just gets lost. Needless to say, you can never find it, and it takes about 48 hours for, let's say, your live sport to appear. But that's all very well and good. But if you when you go into your playlist, it also shows YouTube clips from Sky's you F1 YouTube channel, which effectively ruins the race for you because it's got an interview with the driver that, that won it, for instance. What are they literally? Um, yeah, yeah, they they spoil it for you. So, you're so you'd open up like the your planner and top yeah. of the planner, completely unrequested, would be like a thumbnail of Damon Hill holding the trophy high above his head saying, Yes, I've won it. Yeah, well, so you go to your, you go to your planner, you go to your playlist, and then you go to the sports section to try and find out where this thing is that you meant to have recorded, okay. but it's not recorded. It's a bummer. As and as you're in there, yeah, exactly like that. A thumbnail from the YouTube Sky F1 channel of effectively an interview with the, the winning driver, or a highlight of a crash, or or something like that. But that's because you're going into the generic Formula One 
page rather than your customised page. Gone to my customised page and it's there as well. There's no, there's no ability. What what happens is you can remove these things as well from your playlist. Let's say I remove Sky F1 from my play, uh, the Formula One from my playlist. It removes it, but there's it's so early days in the software you can't remove it. <laughs> you 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 do remove it, but it stays there. You have a little you have a little rail before you go in, and you can't unpopulate it. It, it just hangs around forever. Mm. You can't get rid of it. You can't get rid of it. I it's I had to download the qualifying from the, the internet, and that was Sky F1's coverage, and I got that quicker than trying to find it. Yeah, and, that's not great. Uh, there's forums galore saying that this is a major issue with Sky F1. It was a major issue last year. Um, you can't you can't find anything. What I found is if you change your default streaming service, there's there's three settings in under default streaming. You can have UHD, HD, or uh, auto. If you change it to HD, sometimes you can find them better because even though you've got Sky F1 HD, I've got the UHD, so I've got Sky F1 HD in the UHD. But if I set it to HD, then it will show me the HD stuff. If I set it to UHD, it will only show me the UHD. And if I set it to auto, it has no clue whatsoever. So it is a massive mess. And um, all these people on these forums posting, you might be able to find this, you might be able to find that. Well, you can't find anything. But that, that's that's sport. What what The major thing for me is the whole not being able to record it mm. and the fact that it's pulling it from uh, the streaming services so here's a good example for you i've t- it's 25 month it's 25 sorry 31 day rolling contract for the sky package yeah so you pay for the tv it's about 17 pound a month and then on top of that you pay sky for the service the service is a 31 day rolling package you can cancel at any time i've cancelled that sky service and effectively i've still got everything i obviously don't have the sky channel but all my functionality is exactly the same I can just go into the iPlayer on it. I can just go into ITV Player. And all that I've lost functionality is Sky Glass bringing all that together in like a planner for me. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, it's, it's more expensive as well. So you can't... Sky F1 on Sky Q is £18 by itself, but you can't have Sky F1 by itself on Glass. You have to have that all the sports, which is £25. You have to pay £5 a year to be able to skip adverts. So skip forward in within within the on demand service. Uh, you have to add the UHD pack. Effectively, for me to watch Sky Sky F One, it was eighty one pounds a month, which is ridiculous. That's a little steep, isn't it? Yeah. So what have I done? I've gone back to Sky Q. So I'm plugging my Sky Glass. My my my. I'm keeping the TV. The TV's okay. Hardware wise, functionally fine. I'm now. I've got Sky Q coming. Sky coming out to. Um, give me a new box and I'm just going to plug that into the um, Sky Glass TV so I can finally just record things to a hard drive like it should be. Yeah, I must say that it doesn't sound like an upgrade on no. Sky Q. And I think one of the... And it's and it's half the price as well. Sky Q is going to cost me £33 a month versus 81 Yeah. Exactly the same package. One of the things that you've that is quite difficult with these solutions is actually getting an agreement with each of the different broadcasting partners to actually allow their data to be sort of collated together into a single view. And I think we've seen this quite a lot, haven't we, with all the the other uh, streaming platforms like Apple TV and um, Google TV. They've all got various mixtures of being able to sort of orchestrate Netflix and Amazon and uh, Apple TV. I don't think many of them or any of them actually integrates all of them together you know all of the program information for all of the streaming uh, partners but uh, it's good that Skyglass has obviously managed to get all of the um, terrestrial broadcasters together um, even though it sounds like it's not the perfect solution for you there, there must be something with them because let's say I I play I playlists add Coronation Street to my playlist or I, I add them to my playlist. There must be something with um, ITV player that says actually we want that retaining on your service for a lot longer. Yeah, because effectively otherwise you're 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 wiping off my recording, aren't you? Because that is my recording. It's a bookmark yeah. to the on-demand stuff. I wonder for, how for me, long it, that would be though. Yeah, uh, and again, it's. And 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 it's it's poor quality. I mean, I I don't understand. So the the bit rate that these things. The wife said it best. She said, "I've I've even stopped watching Coronation Street now 
because it's that poor quality coming through. That's the one advantage, isn't it, of satellite signal? You're guaranteed, you know, uh, five megabit of uh, HD signal um, with surround sound, you know, on a lot of the broadcast channels, especially the Sky ones, um, plus Channel 4, plus BBC, uh, not Channel 5, and uh, what's the other one? ITV. Uh, but, you know, you're going to get in five megabit of um, data solidly, continuously, all the time, you know, and you don't have to worry about uh, streaming, you know, getting a bit of blockiness, uh, you know, where it's sort of s- streaming up or, you know, speeding up or, sp- you know, speeding down. It's I, I've had lip sync issues galore. So when when I when I press pause and then replay it, it just totally confuses itself and lip sync i mean don't get, I, I i was willing to understand that it's early days and i've been i've already had a few software revisions on there but i mean the tv itself it, you you lose the remote control occasionally the sound stops working all all sorts of weird bugs but you can't alter the stream yeah well and, i guess that's just in the it's completely dependent on the other broadcasters yeah. isn't it so they can put out as decent as streams as they want or not yeah, and there's a lot less channels as well. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's no need for all the plus one channels. I get that because technically it's all on demand. You should be able to watch it at any time of the day. Um, but there are a lot less channels because I'm guessing they've not got the agreement with them. But an Apple TV with a Now TV app on it would give you 95% of the functionality of Sky Glass. And it's just the advertising. It would lead you to believe that there is something intrinsically better, better quality. And... And I don't even think it's better quality. I, I, I'm seriously doubting even whether the Sky stuff is better quality because they they market what the Dolby Vision, the Dolby Atmos. Um, but it, the good it thing again, is, all that's stuck behind profiles that you can't edit. The good thing is that the, the potential is there. So the one thing that you can always say is that Sky do get their software sorted out eventually. So if you look at the Sky Q box these days, it's tons more stable and better today than it was when it first launched. So I've yeah, def- they'll definitely get the uh, software sorted out. And then the other thing is, I suppose it's future proof in terms of um, we're much more likely to get. Uh, HDR, 4K, Atmos streaming over the internet for some of these terrestrial TVs than we are actually having it broadcast. So at the moment, BBC, I think, is the only terrestrial um, channel that puts out a reasonable amount of HDR content on iPlayer. But there's no way for them to... Well, they they choose not to broadcast that over the satellite or um, over sort of the aerial. So, you know, it does... suggest that in the future you know five years in the future a sky glass tv could have hdr you know atmos all the all the rest of the shiny bits uh on all the terrestrial channels whereas you know you're never going to get that over the satellite or over the uh, aerial but but i don't understand why they just didn't put a hard disk in the t- in the tv and, and and because it's all very well having access to that uh uhc that dolby vision that dolby atmos stream but if it's stuck up there and you can't get to it easily or it's not there for time delay or it's um, not coming down packaged right, yeah, even if they get all of that right, why why have they not just stuck a hard drive in the back of that telly and given you the functionality to watch it whenever you want? Because my major grumble is that I'm having to plan my life around that telly. <laughs> versus what it's meant to be yeah. able to do, which is because it just can't get its act together. I mean, I, there was a great programme called Helicopter ER or whatever, something like that. It was one of these helicopter ambulance things. And I, I really like that. And there's like nine seasons of it. But I could only find that by going to another helicopter programme, which was in the planet, and clicking more like this and going through another menu right. to find the programme. Right. I couldn't find it any other way. But it was there. Right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's a bit soul-destroying. Oh, well. When do you, when do you get your Sky Q box then? Uh, this week. So Thursday. So this is Sunday. They're coming Thursday. But, again, the good thing is, so I've gone into a new 18-month contract with Sky Q. But because Sky Glass is seen as an upgrade... I've still got the TV. I just I think the the fee for the TV is seventeen pound away from the package. So with the package, I'm paying thirty three pound for the package, seventeen for the TV. That's fifty pounds. Yeah, which is a lot less than eighty one pound mm. for the same thing as well. Yeah. 
But because Sky Glass is seen as an upgrade, at any point I can reactivate the Sky Glass and it will terminate the Sky Queue. So I can effectively then just drop back onto that 31-day rolling contract on the Sky Glass package. Not Obviously, the television is different because that's a separate credit agreement with Sky. But you, you then it, it automatically terminates your queue and you go back onto Glass and you send your kit back. So you can effectively terminate that 18-month contract at any point and drop back into Glass. Interesting, yeah. That's on, a, on a 31-day rolling, Mon. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's good that you've still got the option if they do sort out all of the uh, software things. As I say, it sounds like there's... Uh, a bit of headroom in that uh, Skyglass platform to uh, make things better because it's got the hardware, isn't it? It just needs uh, just needs the software and the support from the broadcasters. Yeah, my advice is if you do, if I was doing it today, or if someone was asking me about it, I would say probably not at this moment in time. Stick with Sky Q. Gives you more flexibility, more control. Probably a lot cheaper as well. Um, and you know, this is Rev One of the hardware as well. They're going to go Skyglass Two or whatever three, and it's it's going to be better. And again, I'm, I don't think they've laid out an upgrade path for that yet. Whether you can just, do you know what I mean? Or yeah, you're going to be, that's a good you, point. You remember yeah. when they kept upgrading the boxes, didn't they? But you were stuck on your old box that was slowed down and all sorts of stuff. So um, yeah, it, it remains to be seen what they do. Cool. But I, but I'm still uh, I'm still paying for your uh, pension, James. That's so uh, keep it up. Been, keep it up. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ten, ten years I've been with Sky now. So love them. Great service. So I did I, exactly. I had an interesting uh, Sky issue that I sort of uh, shared with you guys, which was um, I went on a holiday uh, a couple of weeks ago and um, got back and was switching everything on, and I was at my. Uh, PC, and I realised that when I was sort of streaming uh, something on the Plex desktop, it was really pixelated. And I was like, "Oh, this is a, mm-hmm. this is a bit odd. Why isn't it? You know, if I'm streaming it within the house, it should be perfect quality." And uh, I went to sort of access the uh, network share, which is where the video was being hosted directly, and I couldn't find it on my network. And I was like, "Oh, that's a bit weird." So internet's working, but I can't access my network shares and i sort of went onto another device and it could see the network shares and i thought okay this is a bit weird my pc what's going on with my pc so you know in like windows you open up like my computer and it sort of lists out all of your sort of network devices and all that kind of stuff and it listed out my sky router and i thought Mm. this is a bit weird because i'm not connected to the sky router so because i get um sky broadband cheap I, I, I have it, but I all, my main broadband is through Virgin. I got the 500 megabit uh, package, so it's nice and fast. But I still have a Sky router there, just as a bit of a backup, really, if I ever need it. And I thought, well, how is my main PC connected to that? I mean, my main PC does have a Wi-Fi card in, but it was disabled. I thought, how on earth is this happening? You know, um, something must be connecting my PC to that uh router or i must be connecting um something through it and it was like okay i can't explain i can't explain this at all my brain because it was early in the morning my brain just wasn't working i just couldn't explain it and um i mean shall i go straight to the answer of what it was because it it took me a little while with some help from uh, uh some guys uh in our back channel to sort of discover exactly what the problem is but can you guess what the problem was i don't know if you were there at that point <sighs> I, I saw it flow by, but I, I didn't. Uh, I think I just chipped in with Sky's rubbish anyway, uh, <laughs> because of my uh, my issues. Um, anything to do with UPnP or anything like that? Snow. What it was was the I'd recently upgraded my uh, Sky Q box, so yeah. I had the first edition Sky Q box, uh, the 4K one, but it didn't have uh, HDR. Um, okay. and they released a later revision, which supported HDR. So I, I got that one put in, um, a few weeks ago, but I hadn't seen this problem s- since then, um, before, uh, and what it seems to be, I, I disconnected the, um, it, it, well, I went down to the sky Q box and the sky Q box was connected to my sky router. And I'm like, that's weird. Cause I'm pretty sure that I didn't program in the, uh, sky routers, password into um my sky q box so 
I don't know where it's got the password from. And I mean, because it's the default password, I'm assuming it was just passed down uh, by Sky to the box or the box had it sort of imprinted in it or pre... Yeah, it must just know. Yeah. So, so I thought, okay, well, the Sky Q box is um, bridging, essentially, the Wi-Fi with the network. So obviously I plugged it in with a physical networks i like to have as many things around the house plugged in with physical network rather than wi-fi um so i disconnected the wi-fi on it and it was i went back to my pc and it was still i could still see the sky router i could still go into the admin screen of the sky router you know and i was just thinking how on earth is this happening i just do not understand it and um i went uh into my bedroom and i've got a sky mini box in there you know like an extend and sky q extender box yeah yeah uh, and I disconnected the Wi-Fi on that one. Actually, on both boxes, go into the service menu and literally turn, yeah, off, turn the, off the wireless radios. And eventually that broke. The uh, connection went back to my PC and everything was back to normal again. But I thought that was very odd. And that must cause a few hiccups in a few households. It can't be too rare that uh, there's multiple networks in a house and uh, Sky seems to be bridging them. So, yeah, that was... Uh, that was fun and games for a little while, mm. but I've left the. Makes, uh, makes you question yourself, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, I just thinking, wow, how is this possible? But uh, yeah, something was secretly bridging those two networks together. So yeah, all disconnected now and uh, working fine. Yeah, I, I always turn off that uh, the Wi-Fi in the. I think it's in the installer menu, isn't it? I think. I think I always turn it off and just just plug it in. Yeah. Funnily enough, though, the Apple TV. I've I've had it watching Plex on the Apple TV cabled in. I can't play 4K over the Wi-Fi. I can. Yeah, it's really odd. Yeah, it's yeah. like I can't get the throughput needed. Yeah, so I connect up all my devices around the house over the sort of power line networking. Yeah, yeah, that's how I, I've got it. And actually, these days, Wi-Fi has kind of overtaken that in terms of speed. So it's exactly the same as you. If I want to stream uh, 4K locally. Um, then you have to do it over Wi-Fi rather than um, uh, over Ethernet, which is kind of strange, isn't it? But it's just where we are now with, um, uh, what do we call it, power line networking and uh, Wi-Fi networking. Wi-Fi networking has come on so far that it's actually um, it's kind of the best. I still It still feels wrong to yeah. use Wi-Fi for anything, you know, that... Proper nerds use Ethernet. I know, cable. exactly. So, but yeah, I guess over time we'll all just be used to Wi-Fi... Uh, you know, being faster than uh, cabled because really 10 gig or I mean, two and a half gig networking is kind of coming along now. And I guess, to be honest, even if you had um, one gig uh, networking working at that speed, it would be fine for 4K. The problem is these power line net, uh, adapters uh, aren't quite quick enough. I've uh, I've got an annoying little problem with my uh, Vodafone router. The, um, uh, that's why my broadband with it for some strange reason. I, I get up early in the morning about half past five because the kids are awake and I get them their breakfast and everything. But what seems to be happening is I'll lose, I'll sit at the table and do a bit of work before I go in. And I've no, I lose the, the Wi-Fi just goes down. So my, my iPhone will disconnect, my laptop will disconnect. And then the kids will shout because the TV yeah. YouTube's not on yeah. and the tablet's gone off, etc. And then it'll eventually come back on five minutes later if I haven't, unplug the router in between there and it, it it does that probably for about an hour or so and it's just every morning i can't think i can't think why because if it was a broadband outage with vodafone my wi-fi the actual the wireless wouldn't go down would it it would still be there with just no internet You'd but think. the whole yeah the whole thing just falls over are you are you using their supplied router I am only because I'm being lazy at the moment. I've got a Motorola one um, that I I sometimes use, but it doesn't clip on the wall as well. So I am using it. So, but it's fine all day for the rest of the day. No problems whatsoever. It just seems to be that hour first thing in the morning. It constantly drops like every ten minutes, and it's the actual wireless to it that's, that's dropping. It's really odd. I would. I mean, I've never had problems where internet has dropped out in inverted commas but people have all, always talk, talked about wireless dropping out haven't they it's, it's like a common yeah, problem yeah. i've never ever had that um apart from unless it's like a, a major outage um like 
once every couple of years, Virgin Media will go down for a few hours. Um, and yeah, obviously uh, that mucks everything up. But I've always used a, a third party router. You know, I've always used a, a decent router, you know, or, you know, reasonably decent router. And I think you have to really. I, I mean, I can only imagine that it's these you know, as cheap as possible routers that uh, get shipped by default that cause all this problem? The only good thing, so as I said, I, I, I'm the same as you. I always have third-party routers, etc., etc. And I've got a spare one. It's set. It's ready to go. Just pull it out and plug it in. It's all got the information in. The, the difficulty is a lot of the providers now make it as difficult as possible because mm. Vodafone don't supply you with the login information. You have to ring them up and sort of speak to the right person to actually get your username and password. Yeah. For the account, but but I've done that. I've got it all, and as I said, it's all set up. But their software that they give you for like the smartphones and things, it only works with their router. So I can, I can, and again, I know it's it's not an issue. I can just log into the admin panel on on the on the laptop or whatever. But it's nice having this little um, app that they do that I can just go in and uh, enable the guest Wi-Fi, for instance, or just change the Wi-Fi password or. It's just little little things like that that make it. As I'm getting older, I just really can't be bothered. Has it got anything better than that though? Because it got um, parental so I can controls enable... or anything like that. Because adding like guest networks uh... and stuff is you'll get that on any router, won't you? So what have I got in there? Uh, shows me connected devices. Network health is active and it's smiley. I can disable and enable the guest one. Uh, I can schedule it. Shows me what devices connected over the Wi-Fi to the ports. Um, and no, I mean, there's absolutely no reason why this is any better. I, and I don't know, I don't know, but I've just just found that it clips on the wall nice. And, and it, to be fair, it has been working. Or maybe it's just that the Motorola one that I've gone with this time is absolutely rubbish. Um, and if I got a different one, it would. But certainly, it is falling over. Um, but I can't even think it's falling over because it's being saturated because there's probably less devices active at that time of the day mm. than, than there is. I mean, what I'm look, just quickly looking at the map here. I've got 11 Wi-Fi devices connected and six via Ethernet. Yeah, it's nothing um, really, is it? No, not really. Um, <laughs> and it just is in the morning. It's very odd. It's just the morning. I'd be, I'd be interested if you... I mean, the, the easiest thing to do is just chuck that Motorola router on there and just see if that helps. I don't know whether yeah. uh, the problem with ADSL routers is that they have the modem built in as well, don't they? And uh, it's yeah. a little bit of a faff to get a decent ADSL modem that you can then plug into a decent router. You know, it's all a little, it gets a little bit complicated once you get ADSL involved, doesn't it? it yeah, and I, and I think it is definitely the it's not the broadband being disconnected because, as I said, you wouldn't lose Wi-Fi. You would still have the signal, and and it, and it's like the whole the two Wi-Fi radios just disappear off mm. all the devices. They're just not there. It's as though the the router is rebooting itself. Yeah, I had a look in the error log on the panel on the um, actual router's error log. Yeah. And um, there are quite a few errors in there about uh, not being able to issue IP version 6 addresses. So, so I went back into the network and I've enabled IP version 6. Oh, I um, disable, disable IP 6 in everything I can. I, and, and I have as well. But like I said, it, there's, there's been a few requests. Um, basically, it was highlighted in red, so it's under an error. And... It, it was doing something IP version 6 related that it wasn't able to do. And I was just wondering if something or some device is requesting something, the root is not being able to, because it's disabled, it's not... Yeah, I'm just trying everything yeah. at this point. That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Because I don't know. I'm guessing, effectively. No, that'd be interesting to see if you crack it. Yeah. I don't know why I just don't use my other router, but I'm quite... Uh, I don't know. I'm quite affectionate towards this Vodafone one. <laughs> I don't know why. don't know why. So just one of them things. I um I told you I was, went on holiday a couple of weeks ago. Uh went yep. on holiday to Egypt. Um and I just thought I would let you know how I got on in terms of uh a device that I got uh just before then. It's really I suppose what would what I'll do is I'll kind of roll it up into a uh state of the union of Xiaomi. So mm. um just before going on holiday, I got uh, the Xiaomi Redmi Note 11, the base one, and it really is a cracking little phone. So I think I had one of them. Did I have one? I had the Mi 11 Lite. 
Oh, right. You had the Mi 11 Lite at one point. Yeah, Mi 11 Lite 5G, the uh, the new version of it that they did with the different oh. processor, because I moved it on quick, quickly. Why did you move that on? I love that device. Because I just don't use I, In my head, I want to be a, use everything, but I, I just, I get it, and it's like, yeah, there's another phone. Yeah. And I don't do anything with it, so... Uh, but, yeah, I can appreciate it. It's a very nice device, very nice and thin. Yeah. Uh, really nice, actually. Pretty good. Yeah, so I suppose this is where we get into, um, you know, Mike Warner territory of trying to uh, differentiate between all of the different Xiaomi brands, because obviously uh, they've basically got a brand and a model for every single price point and every single uh, use case that you can possibly imagine. Um I suppose their flagship would be the Mi brand. So you've got like, now you've got the Mi 12s being released. So I've just released the Mi 12 and the Mi 12 Pro. But as of last year, it was all about the Mi 11, which I had a Mi 11. It was a fantastic device. Um, just a little bit, um, uh, a little bit tall. Um, and I think I moved it on whilst it was still worth some money. Um, cause I didn't want that sort of, uh, burning a hole in my pocket. Um, but the, Two devices that they released, or actually probably three devices that they released uh, last year that were really impressive were, I thought, uh, Mi 11, really great flagship. Um, the Mi 10, Red, it must have been the Redmi Note 10 Pro, uh, which is that one, that sort of cheapish phone. We got it quite cheap from AliExpress, I think, um, which had 120 hertz. OLED screen, which was incredible. One of the things that Xiaomi did last year was they put OLED screens on a lot of their budget phones, certainly their budget yeah. to mid-range phones. Um, and so as we go into this year, I was just wondering what are they going to do this year? Because they've they've put kind of OLED screens on everything last year. And with the things like the um, Mi 11 and the Poco F3, they put absolutely incredible uh, OLED screens on their devices. And well, the first device that I've got of this year is the uh, Redmi Note 11, which is kind of their base Redmi model, because uh, obviously you've got the Redmi Note 11S, the Redmi Note 11 Pro 5G, and I think there's a Pro Plus 5G. I th- there's obviously millions. Um, but the base one, this uh, Redmi Note 11, is absolutely fantastic. And unlike last year's Redmi Note 10, which I think had an LCD screen, They've put a 90 hertz AMOLED screen on this Redmi Note 11. So now what you've got is a 90 hertz AMOLED screen, which is really good and actually really bright. So I took it on holiday and actually walking around in the bright sun of Egypt, the screen was still legible. You could see it was, you know, doing its like... uh, ramping brightness up massively uh, in uh, direct sunlight, which a lot of phones have. Um, It's got a headphone jack. It's got decent speakers. It's got the IR blaster. Um, It's got one of those SIM trays that's got two separate SIMs and a separate uh, SD card, which I always Mm -hmm. like to see. Um, Yeah, it's really, it's incredible. I mean, I think I got it, I think I got it from the UK store with a couple of vouchers off and it was like 160 quid. And for 160 quid, it is just an absolute beast of a phone, really. When you think back to what 160 quid might have got you a few years ago, the fact that it's now giving you a really impressive, big sort of six inch AMOLED 90 hertz screen uh, and a 50 megapixel um, camera and it's got a sort of fairly bog standard um, uh, ultra wide and uh, macro is it macro or just a depth sensor anyway uh, the camera is half decent in the in bright light you know you get some decent enough uh, photos out of it um, and that's really the only place where um, Xiaomi sort of cuts corners really once it gets to uh, some of its mid-range uh, devices uh, so things like that Mi 11 Lite 5G that you had. It's a fantastic device. The screen is really lovely. It's super thin, super fast, you know, lovely 90 hertz screen on there. It doesn't, um, never misses a beat when you're sort of um, moving around. 128 gig as well. Yeah, 128 gig, 8 gig of RAM, you know. Mm. Um, This Note 11 has only got 4 gigs of RAM, but actually still feels totally nippy. Um, And actually going back to um, this uh, Redmi Note 10 Pro that... uh, few of us got last year and and raved about it was actually limited by the soc in there so i think it had a 732g 
Um, but whatever it was, it wasn't quick enough to keep up with the screen. And there was bits of lag and judder around. Um, and only occasionally did you get the benefit of the 120 hertz screen. Well, with this Note 11, with the 90 hertz screen, it's the, the silicon in it is obviously fast enough to keep up with it. Um, and I think maybe that's the thing that Xiaomi are doing this year is that they're putting silicon into these phones that is actually fast enough to keep up with their amazing AMOLED screens that they've put on the phones. So it really is an incredible state of affairs. But yeah, the Poco F3, the screen on that is absolutely gorgeous. But overall, you know, that Mi 11 Lite 5G is a fantastic phone. Um, and yeah, I took this Note 11 on holiday just to see how it would fare. And it was absolutely incredible, really. And of course, it's got a 5,000 milliamp hour battery in it. So that married with a uh, a power sipping SOC that's still fast enough. Uh, and obviously the battery lasts well over a day. So, yeah. That, that, that's the thing I look for on a, on a, on a phone. So uh, my 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 thinking when it comes to purchasing an Android phone, okay, it's like, okay, it's going to be a second phone, so I don't want to spend the earth on it. Okay, what what's... What what's in that budget range? Okay, that's in budget range. Brilliant. I'll go on to GSM Arena and I will compare the screens. Oh, that Samsung it only has a 1080p panel that's like 60 hertz. Okay, that one's at 90 hertz. AMOLED. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's always the screen for me because I'm not. You know, I can do without a good good camera. I can do without the fastest thing. But what I do on a phone a lot of the time is consume media. Yeah. And I've always I've always been the same. If it's it's got to have the the best screen I could get at that price range, if that makes sense, and certainly the Xiaomi's or Xiaomi or however we were pronouncing it today, um, they uh, they seem to offer the best at their price points yeah. across the board yeah. now. Definitely, yeah. in, the, and, in the last year, I think Xiaomi's started putting some incredible screens into some really well priced phones. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm in Nirvana now anyway with my 13 Pro Max. That's my that's my forever phone. That it certainly made it six months. So, so I mean, I, I I go through the thought process every year. Will I get the iPhone 14? And and I always say no, and then I always get it. But I, do you know what? I'm starting to treat this like a a car. You make a purchase and then you stick with it for a few years because it's. I got a, I got a decent one at the start of it. I got the 256 Pro Max, nice and big, lots of storage. I paid for Apple Care with it, so it's got two years of Apple Care on it. And, and it's sort of like, if I wasn't going to keep it, what was the point in spending the big money at, up front? So Yeah. I think we've heard this before, though, haven't we? So no, we will but see. I, I, I want to be that guy, yeah. James. I want to be the guy that's still rocking the 13 Pro, because, and it's been with him through loads of situations, and it's like a, a loyal dog. Yeah. It, it never lets me down. It's still there, pumping away with a good battery in two years' time. And then, I'll, do you know what? I won't get a new one. I'll just replace the battery. I'll make a men do and all that. Um, yeah, make and make, yeah, make and make do. Anyway, um, yeah, and I've still got the MacBook Air, the M11 again. Been through lots with yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good device. Apple Care till twenty twenty four September. Yeah, there's no there's no reason I should be a sensible boy now. You know, with the cost of living and etc. And, and get extract maximum value. They should be falling apart by the time. It's not a question of not being able to upgrade. It's a question of I shouldn't upgrade until they're literally falling apart, and then I'll get a bigger jump, won't yeah, I? That's true. That's true. So uh, come back uh, when we've got like the iPhone. 16 and yeah, the quarter, maybe quarter 13 <laughs> quarter three show yeah well in the quarter three show i'll put money on the fact that you'll have a iphone 14 but um, we'll see i want to i want to be the guy who doesn't i really do that's my new ambition i want to level-headed extracting maximum value yeah well i suppose we knew what we you know all the rumors were true for uh the 13 and 13 Pro, wasn't it? Pretty much we knew what we're getting. We're getting an iPhone 12 with slightly upgraded internals um, yeah. and ProMotion on the Pros. That's pretty much what we got, isn't it? So I don't, haven't actually heard any sort of real detail on the 14 other than um, it's going to have a slightly weird um, punch hole formation up the top uh, instead of a notch. And, well, there was rumours about flush cameras on the back, which would be a big achievement if they manage to maintain the um, picture quality with a flush camera module on the back. But I can't really see them doing it because no one really has a go at them about the camera camera module protrusion, do they? 
No, not really. And in reality, everyone's got a case on it anyway, yeah. so it levels it out, yeah. doesn't it? Um, so it's going to be, that's a bit of a weird one, because as exactly as you're saying, um, everyone's got a case. So actually, if you put a case on and then there was no protrusion on the back, it would be weird. It might go for, they might go with um, USB-C charging. Yeah, yeah. Ten, potentially on the pro ones. Yeah. Versus lightning on the other one. Yeah, and that would, you know, that would be good, but that would definitely not be enough for anyone to upgrade, would it? Well, it shouldn't be. <laughs> Actually, it shouldn't it's probably be. enough for you, so we'll see. You, you know, you don't buy a new car and then get a different one because it's got a facelift a year later, do you? You go, do you know what? The, uh, you know, I've, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. I'm gonna, I need to be sensible. Mm. I need to be sensible. I need to enjoy what I have. And, you know, like I said, extract maximum amount of usage out of, uh, out of the tools that I have. Exactly. Actually, I can tell you about, did I, t- have I told you about a smartphone repair that I did with the Pixel 5? No, you didn't, no. So um, on holiday, Pixel 5, uh, it's actually a different holiday to the one that I've just been on. Um, but I thought, well, it's waterproof, isn't it? So mm. I'll take it sailing. Um, so I was in one of, you know, those like little holiday catamarans that you get. Um, yeah, float away with the wind. Yeah, yeah. really easy to sail. You, very difficult to capsize and test the country's coast guard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. See what it's like. Um, so I went out in one of those and we were sort of going along at quite a clip and you're on that sort of netting between the two sort of um, boaty bits. I don't know the exact nautical terms, to be honest. Uh, it's very technical. Yeah, there. so you're in the netty bit. Uh, and of course the waves now are just splashing over you. And of course you're on holiday. It's fine. It's warm weather, sun's out, the water's nice and warm and it's splashing all over you and splashing all over your swimming trunks, um, which have got your phone in. Uh, So basically my Pixel 5 was submerged for probably a half an hour trip uh, in this catamaran and half an hour trip back. It's probably about an hour's worth of um, submerged in water, which you think, well, that's fine, isn't it? Because um, uh, it's IP60 whatever, and, you know, it shouldn't be uh, adversely affected. But there's a big problem with this. Can you guess what it is? The salt? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously it's fine being submerged in uh, some distilled (laughs) water uh, for an hour. That's probably not going to hurt it at all. But being... Uh, submerged in salt water for an hour um, kind of plays havoc uh, with the uh, little USB-C port. So uh, later, it was probably later on that day or the next day, I went to plug in my USB headphones. And of course, because it's Pixel 5, it doesn't have a headphone jack. So it does need, that USB-C port becomes critical for every function. Do you know what I mean? You can, you yeah, can yeah. charge it with the wireless charging, but um, you really do need that USB-C connected to be working and of course it started saying no you know well for a start it said no it's got water in there so you can't plug anything in which is fine that's a good protection but once it did start letting you plug stuff in it would it would kind of come in and out and it wouldn't really connect all the time um so that's the situation you've knackered your usb-c port it's uh been seawater damaged how do you go about repairing it uh new Port? Is it soldered on, or is it a? Does, does, is it like modular? Oh, I didn't get that far. Oh, so I have no chemical uh, capability. I, I hated chemistry, um, but the one thing that I know is that you know when your batteries um, get knackered and they start leaking that gunge. Yes, you can clean the contacts really nicely with um, WD forty lemon juice. Oh, okay. Similar, I suppose. Uh, for something, also something in my head, something told me that baking powder um, neutralised salt or helped with salt damage. Anyway, mm. without actually being able to know if these things were going to help, I squeezed, because <laughs> obviously I'm holiday, so I can just go down to the bar and get a um, a Coke with a load of lemons in. And, and, you, and you'll be drunk anyway, so it seemed like a good idea. Exactly, time. yeah. So I squeezed loads of lemon juice down there into the port, uh, and I got hold of some baking powder and I sort of mixed oh up some baking powder, chucked that in the port. Jesus. And uh, rinsed it all out. What do you know? Totally fixed. Really? Yeah. That's ridiculous. I know. How long for? It's been fine. <laughs> it's been fine ever since. I think you need a new Pixel 5 just in case. Oh, you have three anyway. 
only have one Pixel 5, but you're right, because it's kind of like my favourite, um, it's probably still my favourite Android, you know, um, and I go running with it every, not every day, but most days. Uh, I do actually think that um, I'm going to be super sad um, when it dies, because you can't get them anymore new. Uh, you have to get them secondhand. And for some reason, they're always really beaten up secondhand. That's why I have 18 Apple clunky keyboards, because they, exactly. they made them in 2003 and never again. So um, they'll last me for until I die. Yeah, so that's good that you've got a good stock of those. But yeah, yeah, I should have a good stock of Pixel 5s, but I don't, unfortunately. And in fact, even a 4A would probably do for the running, wouldn't it? Because um, you don't need the wide-angle lens, although it's not, I don't think it presumably not got the IP rating on that so if i did go sailing with a pixel 4a it probably wouldn't survive well i just use a cellular apple watch with a set of headphones and then there's no need because i just stream everything yeah talking of um apple watches uh i ordered a new one the other day oh okay so the series 7 was on special offer um nearly new or like new maybe um so i opted for it and it got delivered about two minutes ago oh yeah, so I'm going to open it on air, live on air, and I'm going to see what the um, state of it is and see whether it is nearly new or not. Is that exciting? I'm I'm chomping at a bit. Are you actually excited? Because I'm quite excited. No. Okay. Whatever floats your boat. I'm, on, I'm still on the Series 6, aren't I? Well, which is effectively new because Apple did replace it because the battery was at 79% finally, so I effectively got a new one. Oh, okay. Right. It's been much better. So I can see that it's come in the original box, uh, but there's a bit of a bulge, so I assume it's might probably been repackaged. Um, but it looks reasonable. Okay. So I've just taken, you know that how the Apple Watches are packaged these days. You get a, uh, a box with the strap in and a box with the actual f- uh, phone, actual yep. um And they wrap around watching. each other, don't they? Yeah. So... Okay, let's just go straight for the one with the actual uh, device in, the actual watch in. So it has been open because I can see the tabs were there. Okay. I mean, it looks pretty good, Nick. Uh, And it comes with a USB-C charger. I didn't think it did, actually. Uh, Yes, they do. Series 7 does, yeah. Yeah, so that's been there. Yeah, because it's USB-C for the little puck thing. So, and it looks like... Rather than having like a stick-on cover, it comes in a little cardboard um, sheath. Um, so I'll take that little cardboard sheath out. And that does obviously is resheathable. Okay, so it looks pretty good. I'm going to have to get like a halogen lamp on it to see if it's got any um, chips or anything. But yeah, that looks that's looking pretty good. I wouldn't bother with the halogen lamp. I really wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, you're only you're only going to see bad news, aren't you? Yeah, and then it is what it is. It's it's not brand new, and it's a watch. It's not going yeah. to stay um, brand new. So there we go. That was exciting, wasn't it? It was. I'm literally going to have to go and lay down now, James. Of uh, <laughs> the excitement. So yeah, I can uh, set that up later, and that'll be good. Cool. I'll, I'll let you go and play with it then, James. Yeah. And uh, we'll draw this to a close. Excellent. Well, it's been fantastic chatting with you, Dave. And yes. no doubt we'll speak again very soon. We will, because I, we will we will do another one, James. We will. We will, we will do another one. We but will. We'll keep everyone waiting. They won't know when. It might be next week, might be the week after, or maybe quarter three. Who knows? It could be. Cool. Okay, James. Have a good one. Cheers, Dave. Bye. See you later. Bye. <laughs>